Right, we are back. Episode four of the P7 podcast. I'm your host, Josh, joined by co-host Jake. How are you, Maxie? Not too bad. How are you? Very, very well. Big week this week, mate. Over the... Another one. Tours. Yeah, another one. Yep. Another one dominated by DJ. Yep. Uh, yeah, yeah, I mean, as, as long as he wasn't particularly playing bad, you couldn't really see him being... Anywhere else. <laughs> yeah, correct. He, I mean, he was at the top all weekend and um, yep. despite a couple of chances from other blokes that we'll get into, um, he just looked in control of the golf ball and no one was really going to get, get close to him in, if, when he's in control like that. Yeah, it's incredible to watch. Yeah. Um, so, obviously, going through, through a few of the stats, DJ started at minus 10 uh, for the weekend, finished at minus 21. Uh, shot a final round, two under to win it by three over Justin Thomas and Xander Shawflay, tied for second, um, which was good. Um, but yeah, I think the biggest thing I took away from uh, watching DJ down the stretch and throughout that final round was his putting um, is just so much better. So yeah. the the par save on 13 was about a 25-footer, um, but he just didn't look like missing all day. Um, and it's been like that for the last three, four weeks. And I think that's the difference when he's on, the putter's on. Yeah. Um, and, and I think he said that in a couple of interviews before, um, before he started to get back in the, um, back in the hunt for tournaments is that he just needed to get his putting. Yeah. Um, yeah. He's once his putting's good. on, it's. Yeah. Like he's always flush driver, flush iron. Um, I was, That's it. I was looking at, at a stat the other day that he lost yards this year in terms of his um, driving di- average driving distance. Yeah. But gained um, about five or six percent in terms of his accuracy and fairways hit. Yeah. Okay. That's a good one. Yeah. So for him to do that, and then with his iron striking ability, um, and with how far he actually hits it, sort of, is if he's on, no one's beating him really. Yeah, yeah, I agree. Um, so Completely. that the tour championship obviously counts as a win for him, and that brings him to three wins for the year. Obviously, to take home the FedEx Cup. Um, mm-hmm. The other thing I took from round four was how unfazed he was in terms of the guys that were chasing him. Obviously, he yeah. was sort of getting there, and and if he sort of didn't make as many bogeys as he did early on. Um, when he was firing, then I think it would have been a different story. But for DJ to just, you know, keep within and and just look unfazed throughout that yeah. final round was, yeah, clutch. Absolutely. Even, I mean, that's, we're used to seeing that from him, but even in that um, sort of situation, he's still got nothing from him. It was still the same, the same DJ. Absolutely. And yeah, just credit to him and credit to his temperament. Um Next thing I want to move on to is my boy almost, almost got there, JT. He was so close. And like, yeah, those bogeys in the last round early cost him. Yeah. He was on a run and he was birdieing holes and he just made two or three silly, silly bogeys. Um, and then one late on 17, he bogeyed as well. Um, if he... You know, you take out those three bogeys and he's even with DJ and putting the pressure right on. 
you know, maybe it yeah, was a story, it. but I mean, yeah, I, I was on edge because fo- watching that final round, I thought he was just going to go absolutely birdie crazy. Um, yeah. And just sort of really force up a challenge. But unfortunately, he didn't end up tied for second. Um, but yeah, I thought his play was still pretty tremendous to, um, to sort of have that mental capability when someone's that far in front of you to start a week, especially with DJ's, you know, calibre. Um, yeah. To put his head down and try and have a crack and be all out aggressive um, was pretty good to watch. For sure. And even Xander, I mean, coming up, he, he looked like he was struggling Yeah, most of the day. Um, and you think that he finished that close. Mm. Well, that was like, if you weren't looking at the scores, you wouldn't think he was anywhere near it. That was my next point, is watching that and just to see how how good of a ball striker Xander Shawplay is. Yeah. Unbelievable. Um, and I think uh, your opinion, I'll get your opinion here as well, but I think he's very much in that elite category now of, of top players. And I think he has to be sort of shown that respect and has to be considered for each major, each major event that comes up. Yeah. Yeah. Um, like, like you said, ball striking, it's so important. Mm. Or you, I mean, you look at, we are just talking about how good DJ is. Um, and all it takes for him is to be on with the putter and that's it. So, um, obviously that's so important. And then, yeah, like you said, he's there. He's consistently there now. He's got to be talked about for majors, um, yeah. anything going into the future. If you look at the leaderboard, um, taking out the shots given at the start of the week, Xander finished 15 under for the week. Um, four, shots yeah. clear, four shots clear, I think, of anyone else in the field. And to shoot 15 under around that track, yeah. It's, yeah. The week is pretty damn good. Yeah. Um, so, I think, personally, he's a massive chance for US Open. Um, yeah, for sure. If he putts like that, then, yeah, I think he'll be, um, yeah, he'll be right up there. Yeah, I mean, the other thing with the US Open is no Kepka. Mm. So, um, yeah, that's, that's huge news. Um, I think... I think everyone just assumes that he's going to be there and be contending. So for him to all of a sudden not be there, that's pretty, yeah, it's um, it's pretty big. Yeah. Back a bit. And then, I mean, the odds and stuff will fluctuate as well in regards to that. Cause no doubt he would have been, a, um, right up there in terms of favorites. Yeah. Um, the other thing I want to talk about is the amount of money that was paid out this week. <laughs> $70 million paid out. It's crazy. Top seven players. If you finish in the top seven after the tour championship, you're taking home more than a million dollars in the US. It's unreal. <laughs> it's ridiculous. just. Like, the, yeah. So, so much. DJ won <laughs> 15 million of that for finishing first. Have a guess yeah. how much money he's won in the last four weeks. Oh. I feel like I'm going to be miles off no matter what I say. Yeah, 18. It'd have to be million. Yeah. It's just it's ridiculous. just crazy money, isn't it? Oh. What do you mate. do with all that? 
there was, yeah, I was listening to a podcast the other day and uh, they were talking about how they should make it mandatory that you have to spend 30% of those winnings within um, the first week. <laughs> Imagine the scene. Oh, no. That would be good for golf. <laughs> oh, especially DJ. Imagine the scene. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> um, 30% of 15 in a, in a week. <laughs> Almost five million bucks. Yeah. Crazy. God. Um, yeah, so just to put it in perspective as well, Billy Horschel, who finished 30th, won $395,000 this week. Yeah. <laughs> That's still oh, unreal, isn't it? Yeah. The one thing that annoyed me about the coverage was the lack of reference to the money. Yeah, I like, see what you mean. The putt on Xander made on the last was worth about $500,000 US. And that was the only time I recall that they mentioned anything in regards to the money. Yeah. Like, I, don't, I don't know if... You go. It's, it's what they're playing for, essentially. Like, it's not yeah. a major event. They're playing for the FedEx Cup, obviously. But the money is what these players are playing for. Yeah, I don't to reference it until that that point in time, which is ridiculous. Yeah, I I don't know if they're trying to make it sort of um, more about the golf and loving the game, or 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 what their perspective on it is. You yeah. could argue that, but at the end of the day, it's such an exceptional amount of money exactly. that it would be just so it's so hard to look past it. Oh, it is, exactly. When you think of the FedEx Cup, you think about money. <laughs> yeah, 100% you do, especially after the last sort of couple of years. Like, yeah. It's obscene the amount of money that they're playing for. And for them not to even reference it, I just thought it was strange. Yeah, yeah. Oh, no, yeah. I do agree. The other one I wanted to talk about was the biggest loser out of this week. So, <laughs> yeah. Um, Webb Simpson coming into the week was predicted, or he was fourth coming into the week, predicted to win um, about four million bucks. Four, four million? Three million, I believe. Um, mm-hmm. He finished, or he, first of all, he cost himself two, almost two and a half million bucks this week. Ridiculous. <laughs> so Webb finished tied for 12th and made $682,000. Oh. Wow. If you listen to this rundown, it's just ridiculous. This is how the FedEx Cup um, money was paid out. So DJ, $15 million. JT and Xander both won $4.5 million, so finished tied second. Um, Ram in fourth won $3 million. Fifth, Scotty Scheffler <coughs> won $2.5 million. Six, Colin Morikawa, 1.9. Seventh, Tyrell Hatton, 1.3. And then tied eighth was R- Patrick Reed, Sebastian Munoz, and Rory McIlroy, won 960K. Um, all the way down to Billy Horschel in 30th, won 395K. Yeah. Crazy. It's just huge amounts. Absolutely yeah. huge amounts. Um, yeah. I just, I still can't get over They just blatantly ignored it in the TV coverage. But, <laughs> <laughs> um, moving on from that, 
Safeway Open this week before um, the US Open, yep. obviously. So not really a whole deal to talk about. Um, just with no. the amount of top players that are actually playing the Safeway is pretty minimal. So you got Phil Mickelson um, and Jordan Spieth are pretty much the only notables. Um, I think I think it's time for a break um, for those guys, especially um, played all the way through the FedEx Cup playoffs. Week, week after week after week of just grinding. I think it's um, probably really important for them to get a week off um, after a tough season and then, um, yeah, try and try and get themselves ready for the US Open. Yeah, focus on wing foot because they know what it's going to bring. Um, yeah. Ram said it the other week pretty well where he's like, I'd be very surprised if any one of us finished under par for the week. Um, yeah. So they know how critical it's going to be to hit fairways, hit greens. Um, so I think they're all making a pretty good call to take it off and really dial in. Um, yeah, yeah. Dial in in terms of the practice. Um, but obviously Phil and Spieth both struggled this year. Um, good to see Jordan actually, you know, trying to get his game dialed in out on course instead of just yeah what the rest of them are doing. Um, yep, and sort of disappearing. Yeah. For a while, but yeah, yeah, because he's good to watch when he's on. He's yeah, yeah, absolutely, yeah. Um, and moving on to the European tour, went to Spain. The European, yes, um, Valorama. So we had a well for a start. The conditions were so tough. Um, John Catlin um, finished first. With a two over par, final score, final round four over. Um, that's pretty. The, yeah, I mean, it finishing makes, a tournament like that. It makes you think about it. Um, if the US guys weren't playing for the FedEx Cup this week, how many of them actually would have gone over to play this in preparation? Yeah, well, that's it because, I mean, tough course, the greens were rock hard. Um, wind, it's super tight, um, tree-lined, all that kind of thing. Um, we did see Martin Keimer um, in second. So whether he's thought about that. Um, the other thing to mention with him is that he did make a bogey on the last. Um, we were just saying earlier, nearly chipped in. Um yeah. A bit of an unfortunate bunker shot and then nearly chipped in for par to force the playoff, but couldn't quite yeah, get over the line. Short, and then um, Catlin hit a really good first part um, to coax it up and, yeah, tapped in for the four. Um, yeah, yeah. Yeah, but I think, yeah, story of the week is that course and how brutal it is. Yeah. Um, and so another that. thing to mention that I did find was that uh, John was actually the first American to win there since Tiger Woods yeah. in 1999. At Valderrama, jeez. So, there's a bit of a fun fact. That's a good one from you. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Yeah, I think if you look through the stats and the amount of people that actually shot under par in that final round was very minimal. Um, So, Anton Rosner that finished in third shot one under. Next bloke to do it was Westy, Lee Westwood in 10th spot. Um, Shot a really good four under in the final round. and then, yeah, it's just over par. It's the sort of course where you're thinking anywhere around par is a really good day. 
Yeah, um, and you'd sort of take a couple over, as you can see. Yeah, yeah, you would you would take a couple over probably well, on most days the, out there. The guys that sort of finished down the order a bit. Um, Rasmus Hoyard won last week, finished at eleven over par this week. Yeah. Thomas Dietrich been dominating the European Tour, finished eleven over. Bern Wiesberger finished eleven over as well. Um, so yeah, just not easy and a different sort of test for these players, which is good to see. Yeah. Like it made some pretty yeah. good watching. Um, yeah. Yeah. Like like we we said probably the other week, I think it's good to see them really tested on a tough course where where I think a, a lot of um, amateur golfers are probably playing similar golf when they go out just trying to make pars. Um, and that's sort of what these guys are doing here. Yeah, for Just sure. trying to limit the damage. They're not playing attacking golf where they can hit every flag and every green. Uh, yeah. You know? Um, so, yeah, it's, it's, it's a different game and it's good to see. Yeah, without doubt. I mean, it creates a bit of drama for us as spectators and, you know, the avid listeners each week. Um, yeah, which is so much better to watch than a bloke going out and tearing up one of these yeah. courses and shooting 30 under for a week and you just go, all right, no drama. Birdies just come, yeah, yeah, come by with that. But with this, you know, someone makes a birdie, it's really, um, yeah, done well. Yeah, big time. You've hit two quality shots at least. Yeah. Um, moving on to Corn Ferry Tour this week, had the Lincoln Land Championship. Um, a few of the big players were sort of out. Um, Curtis Luck took the week off, um, but we had another Aussie win. Aussie Brett drew it um, one by one, shooting 19 under for the week. Um, biggest talking point for, for Drew was he shot nine under in the second round, which was just yeah. huge. Um, and then I think he went three under, three under over the weekend to, to win it by one. <clears throat> that moves him to 18th in the standings. Um, so gets him in that top 25 bubble. Um, competing for a, a PGA Tour card. Which is yep, awesome. it's good. Um, Another Aussie up there, what yeah, we want to say. Hopefully has a good finish this week and really secures it. But that, yeah, after this week, it it brings him, both him and Curtis Luck in the top 25 now. Um, so, yeah, good to see two of the Aussie guys, you know, really competing and trying to earn those, those PGA Tour cards. Um, they go to the Evans Solar... Invitational this week at Chicago Highlands. Um, I think it's a final event, so don't quote me on that. But um, yeah, be interesting to, to watch, that's for sure. Yeah. Um, on to some equipment news this week, Maxi. Yes. Released. It sort of came out the blue a little bit. Pretty, yeah. I mean, we no, no one has much on this. Um, you can do all the research you like, but we've got some new woods from Titleist, yeah. um, which is always a bit of a talking point because they don't happen too often um, compared to the other manufacturers. Um, so we can see at the moment a TSI, it's going to be called. So a TSI 2 and a TSI 3. Um, they, they, I mean, pretty classic Titleist um, look from... Um, from what black. yeah gloss black top um it's the sleek bottom um they've gotten rid of the little arrow the classic titleist arrow which is an interesting one 
and pop the TSI logo on the top. I'm not usually a fan of logos on the top of the crown, but yeah, I'm not. Um, I'm just looking at some shots at the moment. <clears throat> they don't sort of look that overly large on it. So no, it's, it's not, really, not. It's not massive. Yeah, it's not sort of brutal on the crown. No, looking down on it, so. I it mean, still looks smart, um, as you'd yeah. expect. It almost looks ping. It does. Can, I don't know exactly if you can see that from the TS3. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, it almost looks that. So that one does feature a sliding weight, which is another new one from Titleist. Um, Absolutely love it. Yeah. Um, they, I think that, um, I can't remember what it was called, that little core canister thing. I think that's just, it's just, it's a little frustrating. Um, just, you know, having to have, what, how many options did you have for that little core? Whereas now you can just swing the weight around on the back, which I think is, you know, so yeah. much easier. It makes it much easier for, from a fitting perspective as well. Um, instead of, you know, yeah. pushing out these little weights consistently, you can just slide that way. And it's what Titleist needed to do, um, in my opinion. Um, yeah. They sort of need to keep up the times. Obviously, with the release of TS, um, the original TS range, that was a massive jump for them um, in terms yeah. of really competing in the driver and fairway wood market again. Um, so hopefully this is, you know, even better. Um, I saw, That's it. we saw some stats this week too. <laughs> yes. Um, yeah, go for Jimmy it. Walker. It was. <laughs> it was. It was. 184 ball speed and 372 yards carry. Now, I don't know where Jimmy's hitting these balls. I don't know what sort of <laughs> balls he's hitting. <laughs> but that, to give you an idea in terms of this is probably, what, 330 plus? Uh, something that would be a bit Just more. Yeah, no, about that, yeah. About ridiculous. that. Absolutely ridiculous. Um, I mean, you had to look at the launch and the spin. Obviously, his numbers were... Absolutely spot. I don't know how well you'd be able to control that on the golf course. Mm. Um, I think it was up around the 15 degrees almost launch and I think about 17, 1800 spin, yeah, I think. That. So that's <laughs> that's pretty unbelievable launch conditions. But um, um, And they are bringing out fairway woods in terms of these models as well. Yes. So um, I don't know if I'm a fan we spoke about this earlier on in the week. I don't know if I'm a fan of the TSI two. Um, yeah. Just with that grey. Yeah. I, like I actually that. thought that the top might be grey on it after seeing that because yeah. I didn't see the top of it first, and I thought that would have been quite cool. Um, it's not the case, no, but I I do agree with you. From the top, it looks quite stretched back and a bit triangular. Yeah. Um, and and we were saying this earlier. I think they've pushed the. TS2, or sorry, the TSI2 a bit more towards the TS1 and the TS3 a little bit more towards the TS4. So I think we may not see a, a 1 and a 4 this time around. Um, I think the TS2 and 3 were, weren't huge. They, they were different, but not as... I think you'll see a bit of a bigger difference this time around. Yeah, it'd be interesting to see whether they do bring out the TSI1 or TSI4 or just yeah. like you said... Um, that's for sure. But yeah, for me, the, the TS3, TSI 3 looks, um, yes. Yeah, that does look good. Yeah. yeah. Um, and so that, that clay, that classic players look, um, whereas that TSI 2 is sort of your, your more forgiving option. Yeah. Yeah. So I think that'll, that'll be the one that 
um, that sells bigger, but yeah, well, if they're but yeah, these ball speed numbers um, yeah. being promoted at the moment, I mean, you'd, you'd be silly not to have it in the bag. Yeah, yeah, that's pretty crazy. Um, so a couple of things. Obviously, we start a new um, PGA Tour for the season this week at Safeway Open. Um, so I want to get. I know it's bold, but I want to get your pick for the 2020-2021 next cup. Um, well, I think, I think I, I want to look towards the young guys that have uh, really put themselves out there this year. Um, we were saying earlier, Xander. Um, Colin Morikawa. Um, Victor Hovland. There's, yeah, there's Victor a few. Needs to make that that jump, though, doesn't he? He's he ha- yeah he hasn't quite got to the level of the others. Um, so probably more of an outside chance. But I'm gonna I'm gonna say Xander because I I want a new winner. <laughs> Stole my pick, but anyway, okay. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> He's actually my pick in the other thing, but yeah, in terms of FedEx Cup, I I'll change it up, but I just think. The consistency obviously matters a lot more, and to get you that advantage yeah. leading up into the sort of final few tournaments. So I'm going to go out on a limb. You know, I'm sticking with my boy. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> He's going to do it. He's going to do it. Um, obviously, you know, DJ is a massive, massive chance to go back to back. If he's playing like he is at the moment next year, then yeah. it'll be pretty tough to tough to beat. But um, I just think it's JT's time, and if he sort of eliminates those you know, couple of bad holes each round, like he sort of showed in in the Tour Championship, yeah, those sort of bogeys, then I don't think he's far away at all. And I think, to be honest, if he gets going and if he gets that that consistency going, then it could be, you know, a runaway. Yeah. Well. Um, yeah, pretty hard to say. Yeah. <laughs> Long so, I mean, we we don't know what how next season's going to go either. I guess so. Yeah, exactly. Um, I mean, it's all sort of up in the air with what's going on at the moment yeah. in terms of COVID. But yeah, um, now the big one. Not obviously two weeks away. But U.S. Open at Wingfoot. Um, going to be pretty brutal conditions by by the sounds of it. Um, it's going to put an emphasis on hitting fairways, hitting greens in regulation, um, and your putter must be good around there with the slopes and the undulations. Um, give us a pick, Maxi. What do you reckon? Um, it's a hard one. Mm-hmm. Like you said, um, hitting fairways is going to be. Um, that's you know, I think that's that's where you need to be hitting as many fairways as you can. Yeah. Um, if DJ can hold his form through his week off, um, I think he'll be a really good chance again. Um, like you said, JT, um, I mean, he was there this week. He just had a few holes. Um, so I think he'll be there again. Um, I think I'm going to pick DJ again, though. I don't think he's going anywhere. Safe bet. Safe bet. <laughs> Safe bet. <laughs> <laughs> All right, well... I'm going to back my boy, since you stole my pick of him in the FedEx Cup for next year, I'm going to go with Xander. 
Xander. Yep. Yeah, I just think the the way he hits the ball and the way he hits enough fairways and he sort of, you know, his iron play is just incredible. Um, so if he gets a putter on, um, I think he'll be pretty tough to beat in terms of um, the four days in, in brutal conditions. Yeah, um, yeah, that ball striking will definitely shine through. Yeah, yeah. So, obviously, Safeway Open this week, and then we're on to Wingfoot. Um, we don't really sort of care too much about the Safeway Open, if we're honest. Nope. It's all, <laughs> it's all about two weeks' time from now, or a week's yeah. time from now. But uh, Definitely. Second major of the year. Yeah, it's um, interesting to see if any, you know, any of these guys that are playing this week that have a shot in the US Open um, can sort of take some take some form in. Yeah, yeah. Even some of those guys, like like we were saying earlier, who didn't didn't play well towards the end of the season, if they've taken the time off to, um, if they've managed to get their game in 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 good shape. So, um, yeah, it's having having them not play for a few weeks. It's almost like having them come out at the start of a new season and um, seeing what what they've got. So, exactly. Um, it'll be a good week. All right, well, that about wraps us up for another week. Um, at four, done and dusted, Maxie. Um, we'll be back next week to review the Safeway Open and all the other tours as well, and then give you a little bit more of a preview in terms of the US Open, which we're all looking forward to. Take care, guys. See ya.